This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now for this week, Craig, you just got back from the Canadian Jeweler Association Summit held in Vancouver about a week or so ago. And while you were there, you were able to rub shoulders with a number of key players in the Canadian jeweler landscape. While you were there, you were able to find out some key opinions when it comes to the Canadian jewelers and the state of the nation effectively. But besides that, we also have some interesting news of our new jewelry retailers that are going to be coming to Canada, all jewelry based. So it's going to be kind of a jeweler podcast episode. So Craig, where would you like to start? You are right, Lee. I recently spoke at the Canadian Jewelers Association Summit held in Vancouver and I thought I'd talk a bit about jewelry. I got inspired. What's funny, hmm. Lee, I remember being interested in retail as a kid. One of the first things that got me interested was actually the jewelry industry. And the reason I'll tell you why. In grade three, there was a woman who owned a store in Cold Lake, mm-hmm. Alberta, which at the time there was a town called Grand Center, called Berks, B-E-R-K-E-S. So not, not the one that yeah. you're thinking of. And uh, she was telling us at the time, and again, this was in the 1980s, that this store was the number one selling jewelry store in Alberta. Uh, this was a military base, or at least that's where a lot of the customers were coming from. And uh, I just found that really, really interesting. It's something that I remembered. And uh, I guess something that I've been interested in for years, even though I don't wear yeah. it myself. <laughs> Well, it looks like you're going to have a chance to get some jewelry of your very own since there's a new jeweler opening up in your neck of the woods, right, Craig? Yes, there's a new expensive watch brands opening on Bloor Street in Toronto. It's a Toronto-based jeweler called Loro, L-O-R-O, which I believe has licensed uh, these boutiques. So you'll have uh, Roger Dubuis, it's a watch brand, IWC and Panerai. Uh, Those three boutiques are going to be facing Mm. Bloor Street, actually the base of the Park Hyatt Hotel. And you'll have a a multi-brand Loro jewelry store in behind. Nice. Now, who's the backer or the investor behind this project? So this is really interesting. It's an investment by certainly Richemont as well, the company which owns these watch brands. Uh, So this is another node of expensive watch brands that's opening in the Canadian market. Ah, so it's not exactly like a traditional jeweler brand like gold watches and stuff like that. It's a luxury watch retailer. Yes, correct. Hmm. And what about the other two nodes? Where are they located? The other two nodes probably are not a surprise to anyone. One is the Yorkdale Shopping Center in Toronto, which has all kinds of watch brands. And then the Luxury Zone in Vancouver, basically the Alberni Street stretch between Burrard Street and Thurlow Street in that area and surrounding it. There's various expensive watch brands there as well. And on the Luxury Zone in downtown Vancouver, there's all kinds of luxury watches. Starting on the east side, the Omega Boutique is in the Hotel Vancouver. As you continue eastward, you got uh, Panerai, you also have Hublot, you also have IWC, and you keep on going through to like Chopard as well as Rolex over by the Burberry neck of the woods. But even if you move over a block, you got the Patek Philippe run by Burks, of course. Yes, and definitely we've got these jewelry nodes, not only in Vancouver, but in other Canadian cities as well. Royal Mount in Montreal could become one of those as well. I've seen at least a couple of pretty expensive jewelry brands expected in there. Burks will also be launching a concept around watches that we'll be talking about at mm-hmm. some point here as details are revealed. But let's get back to the Canadian Jewelry Association Summit that you attended in Vancouver. How was that? And was there any emerging trends or discussions that you thought were interesting, especially since you had the people in the know from the Canadian jewelers from across Canada at this summit? Oh, absolutely. 
It was really interesting to see what's happening in the jewelry industry in Canada, specifically how some brands and price points are exposed to a recession than others. How so? One thing that I think is interesting is we're seeing a shift direct to consumer for jewelry. And what I mean by that is we're seeing brands actually opening stores uh, of their own. And uh, one example of that is it's actually LVMH owned uh, Keelan, which has opened its first store in North America at Toronto's Yorkdale Shopping Centre. I've honestly never heard of Keelan. Yeah, I've been told the store is a little bit quiet in terms of sales right now. It doesn't necessarily have the brand awareness, but its target market is for the most part the Chinese and a very interesting, beautiful store. And this is one of many brands expanding in Canada. Now, how did Keelan come into Canada? Like, is this their first story for a store in Canada? Keelan came into Canada through Holt Renfrew. So it's going to be interesting to see if the brand still stays with Holt Renfrew or if it opens just standalone stores and exits, because that's something that we're seeing generally with brands in Canada and beyond is this direct-to-consumer movement. So with these watch brands, for example, opening on Bloor Street, I'm not sure if multi-brand jewelry retailers such as Royal de Versailles and Burks are going to be keeping the brands that they have that will be opening standalone being the Roger Tabui, IWC and Panerai. So this is something we've seen across the board in retail right now and jewelry is no exception. We'll be watching that and reporting on it, especially when these watch stores open on Bloor Street this fall. So besides the emerging trends that came out of the Canadian Jeweler Association Summit, is there anything else that you were kind of noting? During the talk that I did for the Canadian Jewelers Association, we talked a little bit about uh, such things as consumer sentiment for the average consumer. I, I think we're going into a recessionary period, at least I think jewelry retailers, not all, certainly there's affordable jewelry brands out there. I think jewelry retailers are a little more exposed to the recession, but the question is, will the wealthy spend at home, especially with all these new jewelry brands coming in that are high end in the Montreal market? That's a question that's being asked with Royal Mount, which is supposed to open August 15th of 2024. There's rich people in Montreal, but very often they go and shop elsewhere. They'll go to New York City or they'll go to Florida or wherever they're traveling and will buy goods. So I guess the question now is, how do you get them to your local mall or on your local street as opposed to going and buying something in New York City? So something to ponder for retailers, but there's opportunity as long as you engage with the consumers locally that they would come in and shop. Absolutely. And there's going to be new opportunities emerging. Like there's lots of immigration in Canada, maybe 1500 households worth in excess of a million dollars is projected to come into Canada over the next year. And so of course they'll be shopping and potentially buying real estate. So it's good news, at least for the higher end shopping. We also talked a bit about the in-store environment. Uh, jewelry often is a high involvement purchase, uh, which means the in-store experience for jewelers is really, really important. It's a curated experience. And even if people are ordering stuff online, sometimes people often like to go into stores. So that's why jewelry stores, in theory, should be beautiful spaces, hopefully, whether or not that's for an individual brand or whether or not that's for a multi-brand retailer. During the talk that we did as well, just talked a bit about the uh, Chinese tour groups or lack thereof. The Chinese government was, will sanction uh, places for, for tourists to go for tours, and Canada was taken off the list for geopolitical reasons, basically, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. That will hit retail somewhat, certainly in Canada, but probably not quite as bad as people think, in my opinion, just because a lot of uh, visitors to Canada are coming because of family and friends. They may own real estate here or they may have students in school. There's all kinds of reasons. And those individuals that would come in from a place like China may spend more time in Canada than just a vacation trip to Paris or something. They may end up spending more money in Canada. So this is particularly benefited places like Vancouver and Toronto. Even though we lost these Chinese tour groups coming in from before, we still have a lot of visitors coming into Canada and that's good for retail. Overall, it just seems very promising. But thank you for going through a lot of the topics related to Canadian jewelry retail, as well as some of the topics that you went through at the Canadian Jeweler Association Summit you attended here in Vancouver. And otherwise, chat with you next week, Craig. Thank you so much, Lee, and thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now.